Hi, I'm Max. And this is Harjot. And this is our podcast. Have you been crying? Quick, on the count of three, what do you like better, sour or original jujubes? One, two, three. Sour. Sour. Wow. <laughs> I guess we have to get married now. <laughs> you owe me a Coke or money. Yeah, I'll take one cocaine, please. <laughs> That's not what I meant. Is that why your fingernail is super long? Yeah. Whenever like somebody would like question if I did something or not, I'd be like, what, do you think I'm sitting around here filing my nails all day? I'd come at them at a 10. Is that supposed to mean that you're lazy? Filing your nails? Isn't that like... I think I just really wanted to say that line. So even if it was asked in a very kind, harmless way, I would still say it. It has a, vi- a visual comes to mind and it's hilarious. I encourage this. <laughs> I'll keep on doing it. Okay. <laughs> Maxine, how's it going? Uh, It's good. I'm a little anxious, a little nervous. Are you? You nervous? Yeah, it's like, you know when somebody invites you to a dinner party and you're like, oh no, I don't know anyone except the host. (laughs) You'll be fine. The weather, what's the weather like? Oh my God, I think it snowed today. (laughs) It snowed today. I'm looking out the window. Oh my God, the weather. Oh no, she's not from here. I'm screwed. (laughs) So for those people who aren't following, Maxine is anticipating our guest who's going to be joining us very shortly. Her name is Durga. She is my therapist, but she's also an intuitive reader and a medium. So it'll be it'll make for interesting conversation. You know, we'll talk about a unique form of therapy and a modality that not everyone is super familiar with and maybe even skeptical of. And it's something for people to maybe chew on. Yeah, I'd say that I'm super unfamiliar with everything that so far hard that you've told me about your therapy sessions. Um, it's mm-hmm. uh, very different from the type of therapy that I seek with my girl. So I'm really interested just to hear what is the what are the benefits? What's the different ways at like uh, healing and, you know, self care. So that's where yeah. I'm going to come in. And also, I'm going to be the person who's going to always say something like, this might be a stupid question. <laughs> so <laughs> be prepared for that. You're the person when the teacher is presenting, you're like, excuse me, excuse me. You, your hand goes up every three minutes. <laughs> no, that sounds like the that sounds like the person who has educated like questions. You know, like the really smart person who is about to like uh, bust some myths. I feel like I'm going to be the one like... <laughs> Uh, let's put her on stage to make everyone else look really smart. <laughs> Kick me under the table <laughs> if I say something stupid. <laughs> You're embarrassing You're fine, me. Sweetie. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> I don't know her. She doesn't even go here. Just edit out all of my questions. Oh my god. So if I don't say anything the entire time, it's because Harjot probably thought I said something really embarrassing. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I'm I don't know. Keep her. track. I'm, I'm so sorry to subject you to this person from Brampton. <laughs> Uh, I'm nervous. I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> okay. For uh, j- just um, as a heads up, so Durga is actually going to be calling in from LA. Not that we're all calling in from a co-located situation, anyways, because we're all quarantined. But she actually works out of LA, so you know she's always able to take sessions remotely, um, and that's how we have our sessions, which is from Toronto to LA over um, FaceTime. So we're just going to be calling her in and hopefully we'll be able to have a good connection and a meaningful conversation. You know what? I really like this idea of us inter- 
introducing different ways at being our best selves. And maybe we'll do this again. And maybe it's not necessarily like therapy based, but maybe we'll start to bring Mm. in other guests that are, you know, helping people in ways that are maybe people don't know about that are that we have access to. I I don't know, it might be cool, maybe cool to do something more. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this is a trial run for many guests in the future. Uh, we'll bring people in from different backgrounds that we can, you know, subject to our very immature and reckless banter. And if anybody has, um, you know, suggestions, then uh, DM us at our Instagram account at have you been crying underscore pod. Let us know who are these people we need to speak to and we'll probably reach out. So, yeah, that's all I have to say. Mm. And I'm still really nervous. That's why I'm talking really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel tense. (laughs) 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 Laughing nervously. Is it hot in here? You'll be fine. This turtleneck (laughs) is too tight. Why did I wear this? Why are you wearing a turtleneck at home? (laughs) It's a one one piece. You're supposed to wear it to the beach like I do. It's a turtleneck onesie and I have to take it off from the turtleneck. (laughs) It's a turtleneck onesie? What? I have to strip it all the way from the turtleneck and pull it all the way down my entire body. (laughs) Just slither out of it. It has feet. Ooh, okay. Oh, like like footy pajamas? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. You realize you now have to take a picture of this ensemble and put it on the Instagram, right? Yeah, it's really flexible. It has a detachable hood, though, so. Well, dying to see it. Okay, I'll put it up on the pod. All right, here she comes. <laughs> All right, guys. So I'm happy to introduce Durga, who is my therapist to our podcast. You sound nervous. <laughs> I, I am really nervous. This is the person that knows all of my shit. So without further ado, Durga, take it away. Hi, my name is Durga Magneta. And I, for 20 years, I've been an intuitive reader and an empathic healer and somebody who's proficient in the science of yoga. So my path is about self-discovery, self-empowerment, Mm-hmm. perceptual freedom. You know, I've, I've helped people with health problems and myself included. Definitely my purpose. Cool. So one of the reasons why I kind of wanted you to join our podcast conversations is because you approach therapy in a way that's different from what is typically seen as therapy. It makes it sound like, you know, when you try to describe a, a grandfather clock versus a cool <laughs> like Apple watch. Thank you for that introduction. But <laughs> yes, I have like a few questions as you were talking and I'm just just let me know whether I'm I'm asking a question that makes sense or not, because this is all very new, but also really exciting. Can you kind of talk about where was like the spark started when you decided you wanted to help people with this sense of freedom? So I went from being pretty much not sensitive at all to completely mm. open and feeling and, and seeing took a minute. But what happened, I was in my early 20s and I had moment where you lose everything and everybody and you just are at the bottom of your barrel. And that's when I opened up and I realized what a gift that transformation was to me. How I really realized I could do it is that I was sitting at a bar with my friend and he was explaining his love life problems and I knew what the problem 
film was and I knew <laughs> so what cool. the background was and I knew where they his partner and he were butting heads and I just spit it out and I knew I knew what I was talking about but logically there's no way I could know that information but that's the, that was the nuts and bolts of what he needed to look at to turn his problem around right so Durga you, you mentioned seeing and feeling could you go into that a little bit for people who are listening that maybe aren't as well acquainted with what some of your abilities are yes this is interesting because I always say I completely understand skepticism mm. it is a totally different way of life to be a, to be um, a sensitive and to not be a sensitive you become aware of energy in such a heightened way and what I was in my beginning stages I could feel thoughts and I knew that they weren't mine entering my field and my awareness and then I could feel mm. static energy presences of people and so essentially by default I was a medium feel my body was communicating with me more and I could have visions I could see things in my head I could see things with my eyes open I feel people are communicated with by spirit all the time but they don't know the difference between their thoughts and uh, what how they're being guided okay so you talked about how you had shared this with your your friend when he was talking about some of his relationship you know struggles I would assume probably a lot of people come to you for like relationship problems but what other are like common issues that people maybe come to you and not really knowing how you're going to apply your your skills to them to help them? Mm. Well, I help people in a wide variety and range of, of things. And my favorite thing is when the client or the person is spiritually awake and curious and wanting to know the deeper reason or the higher purpose behind their struggles. Right. And then I have a lot of I have a lot of business people and it's hard to get testimonials from them because they don't want to admit. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shh. <laughs> secrets <laughs> they want to know outcomes the human the ego mind always wants to feel like it can control life by knowing what the outcome is and i don't shun that so i've been working with you since 2011 i feel like it was the first time and then we reconnected a few years after that i really like the stuff that you were able to help me with a lot of it was some of the divination aspects of the craft uh, which is you know your ability to see and your ability to forecast a little bit of what was coming up and i found that fascinating but the other half of what you do is really coaching and it's really what I acknowledge as therapy. Teetering between two worlds of things. So with with my clients who are more like you, I, I want to incorporate both because divination can serve a purpose. If we're not using divination to control life, then it can actually be pretty helpful. I really want to move away from fortune telling it, and I really don't use the word psychic because of the, what people associate with it. I call myself an intuitive mm -hmm. reader for that reason where I want to stay in the light and the growth, the productivity of it. Nice. What do you classify as divination? You're actually working on a level that is not bound by time and space. So our, the higher part of our, our psyche is really all-knowing and all-seeing. So really what that is, is you can step outside of this timeline and look forward. Mm -hmm. And so divination is, is the ability to see the future. Got it. Okay. So you talked about how you really enjoy working with people who already have more of an openness to these concepts and these themes, like divination, which is something that I'm learning today. But how do you bring people who are not quite there they don't understand maybe these ideas and themes how do you maybe begin well so the first question i ask is have you had a reading before 
because that's going to set the stage mm. and the precedence for the whole thing. And most of them have. But if they haven't, I calm them. So you're going to be just fine. This is really focusing on the positive. A lot of people have the fear that I'm going to tell them something bad and then they're afraid of that. So I'm, I know the in and outs of doing this for so long that I just put them at ease and I just start my channel with something that's relevant to them. I ask them to tell me what they're interested in because they're coming to me because they really, they want clarity or they want heaviness lifted off of them. And I too, was a skeptic uh, up until the age of 17 when I, I went mm-hmm. to my first reader. So I, I really know what it's like to be in their shoes. I know from our sessions, I found it really fascinating and I'd love to deconstruct this stuff with you. What do you receive as somebody who is um, an intuitive person? Okay, so there's lots of different ways to get information psychically. I high level channel. So everybody has spirits and possibly some of them are family members, but not all family members who have passed away are their, are their spirit guardians. You're also guided by, there's different levels of your own soul. There's, you know, your your pure divine light and consciousness in a human experience. And I know that's something people have a hard time wrapping their heads around because it, it's, it's, you know, it's crazy to hear it at mm-hmm. first, but it's, you get... Yeah. You start experiencing it, and then that's when you become more enlightened. So remember, it's the freedom that I'm going for. People just so that they're not suffering, and a lot of suffering is really egoic. So I set the intention. They put out the topics that they're curious about, and then a channel of energy and information comes from the top of my head. That's feelings, knowings, visions, and uh, Mm -hmm. a lot of it is not in English. They're not people... Sometimes I hear English words, but a lot of it I have to translate and put into words to the best of my ability. I just, it's like a knowing. I I, all of a sudden I know what they need to hear and what's going to put them at ease and how to maneuver through, uh, you know, the the social things and and the people and themselves. And so it's a deeper understanding Mm -hmm. of themselves. Yeah, it's always really fascinating when you explain it. And I feel like I've received a lot of healing from some of the readings that you've done where you've tapped into like people that have passed on in in my life. So one was my grandpa and the other was more recently my ex. There was stuff that you were you were sharing with me that was just I was in shock and it was just very reassuring to hear as well because there were a lot of things that were left unturned. So I feel like that for me was very transformative and it was really interesting to see you pull that through. And I'll I'll share this on the pod. I remember you doing one of the readings and you were actually getting emotional because you tap into what the person who has passed is feeling at that time? Yes. So that's being an empath. When I'm doing mediumship, I'm dealing with a different level. So I'm dealing on the level of you and I as people, but on the spirit plane. So there's different levels to that plane. So when I'm doing mediumship, I'm here. And when your ex was standing behind me, I could feel his tears and his emotions. And and that's what comes through me. And I always explain these are not my tears because I'm in a a partial uh, trance state, regardless of what kind of a session I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. They're really, it's never my tears. I really keep my ego out of it as much as possible. But I do need to use my mind and my intellect to deliver messages appropriately. It's really interesting trying to catch all of the concepts as we go. Can you, do you help people find their intention? Because I know for me, when I went to therapy, I was like, oh yeah, my intention is I'm really stressed. And then my therapist eventually was like, that's not it. That's not what we're dealing with at all. Do you find that there's like a similar process that happens with you and your clients? I've, I've had a lot of people in this during this quarantine just say, hey, let's see if the cat can read spirits and just silliness. It's uh. very rare that that happens. Uh, it, most of the time they know 
the, at least the mm-hmm. topic. They might not know the deeper reason. We say, you know, I'm really struggling with my relationship or I'm really struggling with the dynamic at work. People know what's bugging them mm-hmm. a lot. And if they don't, I can actually speak to their soul and using the same technique as a medium and say, hey, what's this heaviness? What's going on here? And I can speak to, I mean, I hate to be so, I understand how crazy this must sound because <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing myself say it. <laughs> you understand yourself on a deep level and you understand why what's happening is happening you're really not suffering anymore Mm. and remember that's the bottom line is to lift that off of people yeah because you said that sometimes people are afraid because they think you're just going to tell them bad things can you go more into that so say somebody's having a relationship problem and one of the people is you know abusive Mm -hmm. um so if you go to a psychic they're gonna tell you you know you're being abused and he's bad and he's gonna cheat on you and they're gonna get you all riled up I've worked with a lot of wonderful readers too. I'm not saying anything about anybody. The higher level of that is saying that you're experiencing this behavior because, you know, maybe it's an unworthiness thing or or something that's a wound as a child or something where a person, you know, just just an example is that you're going to attract abusers until you find that love for yourself or you heal something that's happened in the past. And I would put the same information in a higher context so that it's productive rather than hating on somebody their partner or whatever. I mean, everybody's doing the best they can. Mm. So, you know, at that point, they would have to decipher whether it really is abuse that's a deal breaker or is it, it's just something that they can work on. That's the difference is that I'm not putting right. the drama and the fear out of them. I'm trying to help them to see it in a way that's constructive. Right. One of the things that I think is always fascinating about when we talk is to understand how they describe the phenomenon of life and where they are and what that place looks like. So I'm sure with the tapping into those spirits, you've been able to form some sort of a picture of like what it is that we're not seeing that's behind the curtain. Could you maybe shed some light on things that you've been able to figure out? Mm, all right. So the, I've gathered information differently. I was uh, I was out in this beautiful hillside the other the other day, and sp- I was looking. And I was seeing how beautiful the world was, and spirit said, "All of this is in heaven too." I heard the spirit say that, and then there was one time I visit that I visited in dreams where. I don't see the scenery, but I'll see people who have passed away. And sometimes they're just sitting around having a beer and a conversation. I hear them talking and they just talk like we talk all day long. I mean, I'm telling and then all night long, it's like it never read. But I, can, I feel like you can have pretty much whatever experience you're looking to have. It's not a one size fits all. It's not going to be for everybody. I probably would like a mix of those things because I enjoy the personal expression being a person. Oh, interesting. Maxine, are you still holding on? Yeah, and I like I I opened my mouth like a few times to say something, and then nothing came out. So <laughs> I was like, well, th- "That's where I'm at." Well, let me share something with you that's kind of neat. Is you 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 can do you remember your dreams or just being in a dream state at all? Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes, or I'll I'll be like I'll know from how I feel when I wake up, I'm like, I must have had a, a bad dream or, or uh, an exciting dream. Or maybe you can remember or maybe not, but really in that dream state, your your soul is on the astral plane because that's when we leave, we actually leave our bodies at night, not to scare you, but it's mm-hmm. it, you recharge, the soul needs to recharge. And then the body's recharging as we're sleeping. And you still when I touch my hands in the dream, it's still like I have physical hands, you can feel the skin, you can taste, mm-hmm. you can think you can have emotions. And what I've known from the spirits is they're crying, they're laughing, they're thinking, we're kind of the same thing, except we don't 
don't have a physical body. Do we have like a, a look of a body? Like, so yeah. we don't have a physical body, but we can still see, I guess, a, a manifestation of at least ourselves, right? There's debate on this. But when I see, I see them pretty vividly when I'm dreaming and they, it's real. It's, it's spooky, real. The one thing I, I'm feeling prompted to share with you, it's kind of cute, is um the first time I ever dreamt of my grandfather, I was looking at him and I was looking at him in the eyes and I felt the warmth of his hands and something inside me said he looks different and I can't put my finger on it and then when I woke up he's not he used to wear these coke bottle glasses like blind as a bat there he doesn't he doesn't need them which is kind of neat I think that's kind of neat like you're no longer you're no longer inhibited do you think it's also the way that you want to be perceived by the party that's viewing you or maybe it's you go back yeah I think the way that you described one of the spirits coming through in, in my reading was that this person is presenting themselves either in the form that they most like felt like they were at their best or in the form that's most recognizable to you that you're ready to receive because ultimately they're formless but the perception of form is based on the viewer what they say is you go back to the happier periods of your life but you know I had a handicapped uncle and he was still when I saw him he was still in his wheelchair so Hmm. um and he was he he couldn't really speak in life but he could speak it's not really confined it's just we want to try and box it into something and it's really much more free probably more free than we feel comfortable with maybe it's just so vast and it's channeled in a format that is acceptable for us to hear yeah. as humans mm-hmm. down on this very like real tangible planet yes and that's compassion because you know if you have a baby you don't speak to them like you don't have these in-depth conversations with them you just you gently nudge them in the, mm. in the direction they need to go and then you notice where they're at and then you nudge them a little bit more um so i, I know there's also another part of your work that you do which is kind of like um it's energy work or it's it's energy healing yeah. um can you speak to that a little bit and, and how the body's involved in that this is some of, some of my favorite stuff and so i was you know at this terrible place in my life where i had these chronic infections and chronic pain and i sat down and i had this real lucid moment where i knew my soul was saying go inside and i learned that when we have trauma that's unresolved or unhealed it forms what's called emotional density density that gets stored in various parts of the body. And it, it, it's an obstruction of the natural flow of prana and the meridians and then because your body can really heal itself. But these things can cause obstructions and they can also cause disease. So what I learned is to find them, open the, up the energy balls and speak. It, you can speak to it. It has a story to say. It's, it's all the tears you haven't cried. It's the story that you never, it's the things you never said. It's misconceptions about who you are. That's so sad. That does sound healing like to like, because I really like crying. I'm a I'm a big crier. I like do feel the healing in releasing crying. So you just saying that, you know, pain, you feel it like physically is like all of that hurt and needing to be released. Because really, if we have unresolved trauma, we're projecting yeah. it onto our partners. We're projecting it onto our life. Everything's going to right. cloud over it. And once you deal with the density, that stuff really goes away and you can see things clearer. And I'm proud to say that I've resolved four pretty major health issues that have no Western medical solution to them. There's no cure for what I've resolved within myself. And that is very empowering. My my brow is like furrowed in thinking and I, <laughs> I'm... <laughs> Just like how you can store up maybe even like 
decades and years of, of like slowly of trauma and then it building up into something really terrible is really interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, I'm not the only one who, who teaches this stuff. I enter and I've I've learned from from other people, but I've also had my own hands on experience with it. And it's good news because a lot of people think, well, I'm just it's just something I need to live with. And it's these terrible right. debilitating diseases that you actually and, you know, some people it's their their path to be that sick and to learn from it. But other people, hey, when it's it served a purpose, now it's time for it to go. And med, a lot of Western medical really can't offer you a cure for a lot of it. Now, there is a definite, definite purpose for Western medical, but they're just going to give you something that's going to help with the symptoms. When when there is like an energy healing, what does that look like? Is it is it through like through conversation? Like do is, oh, okay. is it like, yeah, I'm like, what is it? what what is it actually like reiki like that's well that's good because you understand that reiki reiki is a modality i i am i was certified as a reiki master i don't use that with my clients mm-hmm. I, I do have it under my belt i do love it i do understand it mm-hmm. basically how i'm able to do what i do whether it be my readings or my healings is the fact that we're all connected when i start a session they're going to say a little bit about what's bugging them. I say, all right, let's begin. I say, I'm going to reflect you. And what I could mm-hmm. I actually reflect them, which means energetically for that moment, I become them. And then I can start feeling their stomach pain. And then I go into my stomach and I say, hey, what's going on in there? And, mm-hmm. and it'll show me pictures and it'll tell me what what is stored in there. And then we're going to, and I'm going to open it up because if you bring the light of consciousness to little balls of darkness, it dissipates because it isn't really true Hmm. and it's not real anymore. I'm, I'm seeing parallels in some of the, the work that I do with my own therapist and that's where I'm like trying, cause it's, this is all like fuzzy for me and I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds really similar to some of the the work that I do with my therapist, which is like acknowledge and validate. It gets you to a more conscious space where you can look at your life as more of an onlooker and look at it Mm. more objectively. And once you start doing that, everything, if you bring conscious perspective to anything, it's going to start transforming. So I do think that a lot of people can really gain value in in that way. How my stuff Mm. is different is that I realize that the karma or the lessons that we struggle with are lifetimes long. And sometimes I've even had to help people with stuff in myself included with stuff that is not even part of this lifetime. We're just, we are so magnificent and dynamic and we're just so much bigger than what we think. And so you, sometimes you need to be able to see deeper. The idea of like your, your actual being exists beyond just like one lifetime. That's so much work. (laughs) That's a lot of work to dig through. (laughs) <laughs> I've studied the correlation, like just for example, the, the dynamic between my dad and I all over different lifetimes has actually helped me to understand how it is in this, why things played out in this lifetime. And it helped me to see it objectively in a way that I didn't personalize his behavior. Huh. That would be super fascinating because then you are, you would come at something like that, applying just the experience of this lifetime and the hurt of this lifetime. But then it's so cool to think you're able to look even further back and be able to apply that, okay, this is the way that this relationship played out because of other other circumstances that I, I haven't even begun to, to realize. That's super cool. It's rare that it's necessary to go that deep. Okay. And because it, it it's acknowledging that a person has a soul and that things mm-hmm. that energy energetic forces are a big are big to do as far as healing, if you can 
incorporate all of those things, I would imagine that the practitioner would be just completely the best. I think I totally agree. And, and while like Harjad and I have kind of joked about it, about layering on, you know, different kinds of therapy on top of that and how incredible it would be to have like a panel of people who are helping you. <laughs> Like, I, I agree with that line of thinking. Yeah, maybe it would be really exciting to think about the future. And, and if more types of care were overlapping, it would be really, really cool. All right. Um, I'm going to do a quick time check. I think we've almost got to let you go. But before we do that, um, I would love for I would love a chance for all of our listeners to maybe get in touch with you if they want to get a reading with you or have a consultation. Um, where can people find you and how can they contact you? Yeah, um, great. My website is free to be authentic.com. I have a first time client special button where you'd save about 25% on an intuitive reading. And then there's other buttons for other sessions. And I am available to answer questions about the session or the session structure. So you could just uh, shoot me an email and, and I always get back in a timely manner. Amazing. And we'll be putting a link up to your your stuff or your site on the on our social channels. So listeners, look out for that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's free to be authentic.com with Durga. Thank you so much. This was so cool. I had a lot of fun today. I hope I didn't scare you too much, Maxine. <laughs> yeah, we heard your head burst open a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for doing this, Durga. Thank you. Ooh, so. Did I ask a lot of dumb questions? Did I sound dumb? You did. I'm super embarrassed. And you're never talking to Durga ever again. How dare okay. you? Okay. Uh, tell me if she texts you something crazy. And then I will, I, will, I will send her like a bunch of stickers in apology. Okay. So loved that we were able to speak to Durga. But I have another topic that I wanted to share today. And mm-hmm. it's about peer pressure that people are beginning to feel to go on these zoom or facetime brunches uh lunches happy hours Uh so i think we've talked about this where now that we're all you know socially distancing and home everyone has been talking about well we need to make sure we're having you know social lives and the way that we can do that is through technology and so a lot of people are now you know inviting their families to have and i heard this you know people were having you know easter dinners where they were seeing each other or you know um, me and my girlfriends, we have like tea time and, you know, at work we'll have mm-hmm. like a happy hour and there's these, all these like video things where we're trying to connect. Dude, this sounds like my, this sounds like my nightmare. I like, I will do the most just to get out of a phone call because I don't want to take it. I mean, social distancing, AKA me living my best life. Okay. So exactly. all this stuff is very, um, it's a bit overkill for me you know then when we're talking about like you know everybody thinks that this is a good this is a good thing and it probably is like in some ways because we do need human connection then there's people like you who probably feel fatigued by it because you know aka living your best life means you are canceling social events so why now are you accepting the invites 
all in your Google, you know, calendar and mm-hmm. to go to all of these. So I wanted to talk about fatigue from okay. these these social events and whether or not it is a benefit to people to do so much. So I'll pose it to you. Have you been going to a lot of these social events and do you feel tired of them? So I've had a few. Okay, so but for people catching up, I was laid off. And then I went through like a round of interviews, um, which also were, you know, people want to see your face, people want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I get it. And then there were on top of that, there were a few friendly sort of like meetups. And I'd like to opt for like a conference call without the camera on I just find it like really weird. And then I end up looking at myself more, not because I'm a narcissist, just because I'm insecure. Mm. (laughs) Um, And then sometimes, sometimes I'll be like just sitting down to play a video game. And then like people want to hop onto the house party app and be like, Hey, come on, let's talk. Like, Oh my God, I just gave you half an hour two days ago. We talked on the phone, caught up. Like Mm. I, I don't, I, maybe I'm the worst person to ask, dude. I don't know. (laughs) I love when I can be antisocial only because Mm -hmm. I'm not a complete hermit. It's just that because of my job and the nature of my personality um, professionally is to be very engaged with people, um, with customers or end users, Yeah, you know, like as a designer. So it's my job to be connected. So I recharge by um, not having any of that. So I still, to answer your question, I have been getting a lot of those invites. You know, I'm not going to lie. I know a few people listen to this, but like, yeah, sometimes I defer them because like, I just, I'm not feeling it. Defer (laughs) them. You know, it's... There, there's no defer button on the invite. <laughs> it's attending or can't go. Okay. I, I'm the I'm the, the maybe. Defer. I'm the maybe. The tentative. I'm that person you hate. And listen, this is because like um in I find if we're gonna meet up in person, I have the excuse of saying, listen, I don't live right downtown where you guys do, or I'm just I'm tired. Yeah. You know, like I'm tired from the day. Now if I say I'm tired and I I I, I don't want to, they're like, what are you doing? You're at home all day. Like you can't like so that's fucking where, talk to us. So that's where I think the trap is now is before Uh us uh you know introverts or maybe people who are half and half which is what some people say of me but i feel like i as like the cream (laughs) did you just call me fat (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) like the cream um that's the trap is because people are like you're home what are you doing but mm-hmm. in the past people respect it at least the circle the, the circle of friends that I'm I'm I feel so safe being myself where mm-hmm. I have legit told you know you or or any of our other friends like I'm not going to go because I don't want to like I'm just really over it or I'm really really like drained and then my friends are like yeah cool that's that's what she does. And also we do that from time to time, right? Like mm-hmm. I find that like our friendship circles that you and I overlap, we have this cadence of respecting when like we don't overbook, like we probably see each other like two, three times a year. Yeah, it's probably like that. But we do we do talk, we do connect a lot. And so what I was uh, also thinking about is there's that peer pressure, but then there is this green time is perhaps not even fulfilling what we Uh. need. So there is this something called limbic resonance that I was reading about on psychology today. And it talks about like addictions to video games and to like online worlds where they stop having face-to-face interactions and how that can actually bring people depression. This sounds like an attack on me, but okay. Okay, but this article was is pre-COVID. So you're probably proof now that that's actually a lie. 
But it, let me continue. <laughs> let us pretend that you don't exist. That I'm you're the not outlier. The yes, you're the outlier. <laughs> yeah. um, what limbic resonance is, it's this like energetic, I don't know, exchange that you have when two people are interacting in a, a safe space. So then I'm like, oh, okay, so it's not like when you're thrown into an interview or small talk where like, you know, Maxine is super nervous and thinking that mm-hmm. she's saying something stupid. It's like when you're with your people and just that like safe, warm, fuzzy feeling that you get being face to face and around them and and that is actually missing even though we're trying to compensate with these like FaceTime, Zoom, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck, we're Teams stuff and I wonder then what will the implication be if harjots don't exist and that we do crave or will be missing this like limbic resonance. What's going to be the like, what will happen? Like, are we going to like have a zombie apocalypse? All of a sudden people are just like, must, must connect. People will have to learn to go within. Which is a very ideal answer. I think people are just going to get angry and start to come up with weird fucked up things like those protests that are happening in Vancouver. Oh my God. Was that in Vancouver? I was just like, I just assumed it was like America. No, there was a really big one in Vancouver recently. It's so stupid. And I'm just like, I think the root of it is, I think these people are extreme extroverts that just cannot stay home. And I think the energy has perverted and it's turning into, oh, I don't believe this this thing is real. Yeah. Mm Climate change isn't real. It's snowing outside. Yeah. I just don't want to listen because like their whole thing is built around. Um, Selfishness. It, it, yeah. That, that is the underlying, um, you know, symptom of this. I only want to exist in a society if, if it works for me. Yeah, exactly. And their whole thing is, it's like, we want to be able to see our friends. They, they're they very anti-lockdown. It's all their friends just getting together and marching and protesting. It's probably because their day-to-day social routines have been disrupted. Are people embarrassed? Like, okay, so whether or not... (laughs) I ask that question every day of my life. Whether or not I agree that it is their right to protest for that particular cause is is nothing I should be able to, to say. But just as a as a being who exists in social media mm-hmm. and then let's also have the foresight to think about like three months later, six months later from now, won't you be fucking embarrassed that there is a picture of you doing this? Like you never protested in your entire lives. You, what was the what was the cause that drove you to the streets, Arjot? <laughs> What made you get in your car and drive downtown and just protest? What was I think because they, I think because they know that they'll get away with. It. There is no answer. I, you know, I'm, I'm ashamed for these people as well. Ugh. Like it's just so stupid and reckless and extremely selfish. But so a, it's a selfish. cry for it. Yeah, it's a cry for attention. It's, um, it's probably because they have all this extra energy and they want to put it somewhere. So God forbid they put it somewhere productive. Run around the block. They, Watch a, a hit YouTube like video. I'm doing a I'm doing a two week ab challenge. At, at me if somebody else is doing it. Come on. Get that killer bod now. Stop <laughs> wasting your time by being destructive to society. You know, I'm trying like, to chase I've... a two minute plank. <laughs> like, <laughs> not driving downtown to like 
protesting the streets. Hey, hey, ho, ho. <laughs> like They're like, it's a conspiracy. Yeah, that, that's really what they think, is that it's a conspiracy and they get the government hates them. Like, what is the government getting out of this? And then, you know, they go through the whole alphabet of stupid made up reasons for why they think that's happening. I'm the like, government is anti-fun. <laughs> they're anti-good yeah. times. Yeah. Canceling our summer? How dare you? I just want to have beers on the patio with the boys. <laughs> is that a Brampton accent? I don't even know what accent it is. Like, is it old it. English or Southern? I don't know. It's a little mix. It's a mix mix. I'm being so productive on like my personal projects and just even oh, my own self development. <laughs> and then even my fun that I was like, listen, like even my staycations turned into work somehow, you know, and like, I'm not, I'm not celebrating the fact that I'm laid off, but like, I have faith that a great opportunity will come, but I'm willing to wait for it too. Like, I'm good with this period. Sorry, this just sounds really, I know that this, now this sounds borderline, um, like I'm enjoying the fact that the world is in a pandemic. I'm not. Brag much? (laughs) (laughs) Give it two months. How dare you? <laughs> We're all suffering here. I'm getting not- into my car right now. <laughs> you coming over? Have you ever talked to somebody um, remotely who's wearing a face filter the whole time? Because I have, and I found it very distracting and wild. You told me, please send me a link to how I learned to do this. <laughs> oh, you can actually do that on Zoom when you're not doing it on like other apps. We're not using Zoom. We're using the other one. Uh, Teams? Yeah. Ah, interesting. I've ha- I have had to put on real mascara, okay? <laughs> I want some developer to figure out how I have mascara on. <laughs> Shit. Ultimately, beauty lies in the hands of a very technical developer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, Lancome lady. <laughs> Putting her out of work. I don't need this Avon catalog right now. <laughs> I just need a filter. So Maxine, how do you feel after all this therapy and all this? I feel exhausted. I feel exhausted. Um, My own therapist usually tells me I need to take a nap and I'm really looking forward to having to take a nap. What about you? Are you the opposite of me? Like energized and thriving? Yeah, I feel like that's my normal state these days, but I... I feel like I'm going to go play a video game after this or something. And probably coordinate a rally or anti-protest to uh, let's all stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually the one feeding the my predictive timelines to the government. Like I'm telling the guys like 28 days. That seems kind of short. Let's take mm. the extra precaution and give it six <laughs> more months. That's your freelance gig right now. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. How's the dog? I don't want to talk about the dog anymore. <laughs> One day you're going to ask me and I'm going to say, he's dead. <laughs> I, showed up I just her. thought of that. Like, she hasn't brought up her dog recently. <laughs> I want to ask her, but he might be dead. And then you paused. <laughs> when I when I asked you, how's your dog? You literally paused for like a few seconds. I'm like, oh my God, did he uh, did he dead. pass on into the spirit world? No, he's, he's alive forever. Uh, have you ever heard the term for when pets pass when they say they've gone over the rainbow bridge? No, I thought that was only leprechauns. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else <laughs> that I'm not allowed to say. Like people who are gay? 
<laughs> he's fine not gay well how do you know true he he seems like he's interested in puppies <laughs> so he's a pedophile <laughs> i don't think that's a thing with pets okay guys um make sure you tune in next week when we do an expose on maxine's dog and what his preferences are <laughs> pedophile that? or just a misrepresented uh <laughs> a community member of the lgbtq i hate that i hate that so much what is that <laughs> what is that show called where they like surprise like guys who are coming in with a pizza like... <laughs> you mean catch a predator <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> edition on animal planet no it's on animal planet yeah so yeah my dog got a job and he's uh... <laughs> he's the decoy he's the decoy yeah, he's the... he wears like really um and i'm allowed to say this he wears really like tight uh denim shorts um that are like super high up and he wears like a uh, pink crop tops and he goes in to seduce um young gay dogs that might be <laughs> on the verge of coming in <laughs> no they're vulnerable <laughs> i don't like this joke he hooks up with them on Growler. <laughs> Love it. All right, go home. All right, I am home. <laughs> well, then stay there, because you know I will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye. Bye.